The Static Starters Network presents CJ Santiago. Holy fuck, we're gonna party. I got really, really drunk. Really drunk. Like, not angry drunk, I was happy drunk. I got paid, bitch. I'm rich. Ian Cardi and Cardenas. If I'm gonna die by the flu, which is a shit way to die, I'm just gonna die. Yeah, yeah. And government's shit, right? Like, we all think that the government sucks. Two longtime friends with two different ways of thinking. We're married, right? Like, we haven't said that, but we're, I mean, you kind of. Not, not with each other. Yeah, not to each other, no. This is the Kind of Professional Podcast. Hey, hey. Yeah, buddy. What's going on, guys? Hola, everyone. Kind of professional. Como estas? Bien. That's like as white as I can say. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Man. Uh, I'm, I'm sore, dude. Uh, um, I've heard. I heard you're sore. Yeah. And you said you also mentioned that... Uh, you been feeling kind of sick lately? Uh, I, I, I don't know, dude. I haven't been feeling the greatest. Just, uh, just some bad meat. Ugh. Gotta watch out for those. Gotta watch out for that stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Was it uncooked? Like, no, it was cooked. It was cooked. Oh. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know either. Hey. I'm mainly just sore because, well, for people who don't know, our last episode last week got just failed. Our uh, Pro Tools screwed up on us. Yeah, yeah. We recorded one, but uh, it went into the ether. It was like a Thanos snapping his finger. Yeah. that, that was, it was a, We thought it was a good episode. Like, we were just all fired up. Oh, and I we thought it just, was a fantastic episode. Oh, so fucking epic. And then... Sure enough, Pro Tools didn't want to take it. Yeah, no. Damn it, man. Damn Pro Tools. Uh, hopefully, uh, it don't, this one doesn't fail us, man. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Me too, me too, me too. Uh, once again, we're sponsored by Anchor. So you'll hear about that later in the show. Yes. Uh, Anchor's awesome. You should check it out. But uh, let's uh, let's... Let's settle in, man. How was your week? Week was not bad. I mean, I tried to stay true to what I wanted to do was to stay, go at the gym more often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was kind of a fail and kind of not. Okay. Like, I did go out as much as I can to the gym and uh, without being in pain. First time I went to the gym, I, I don't know what I did. I was just sore on my legs i could barely walk stairs all that like it just killed me man because i screwed up i wasn't really proper on my lunges like there's an actual way to do that um but my my technique on how to do lunges wasn't perfect and so that's what screwed me up for the entire week and i was just so much pain but then uh i talked to a trainer like i had like a free pass for a one-time visit with a trainer he gave me a basic workout you know, uh, he told me to basically say, avoid all the uh, these crappy machines and stick with the ones that have wires attached to them. Like, you know, for a bench press, mm-hmm. they have these wire attachment bench presses where it's like, you know, you're more flexible for your body. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Rather with like certain machines, it's only fit for one type of body rather than having wire type machines. Right. Okay. I got you. Yeah, so I I tried that and uh 
felt good for a while. And uh, I came back from the gym, I believe, yeah, yesterday. And I was completely sore. Like, my shoulders are killing me right now. Uh, it's kind of, I'm trying to keep a straight back, but it's just painful if I look down or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you. That happens uh, though, man. I mean, when you start going again regularly and you're you're doing it, it's uh, you know, a little painful. Yeah, I mean, I'm loving it. And uh, by the way, your uh, cipher song, uh, Zug. Yeah. Uh-huh. That that uh definitely got me pumped in the gym. I was just like, you know, working out, I was doing jump rope, and I was just like, yeah, fuck that, like you know, just. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, let's get it. That's good. I'm glad somebody's still listening. Yeah, man. They're, that shit's good, dude. That shit's real good. I don't know what you got to do when it comes to copyright kind of shit, but if you can make that stuff public again, just, I say go for it. Word, word. I'll take that into consideration. There you go. But uh, after that, I went to, yeah, after working out, I went to a dubstep concert or EDM concert, whatever type of concert. And bro... I had no idea what type of world I was stepping into. Yeah, you you told me that you were going to go to one, and I said, what? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's usually what people say. Yeah, when that, definitely. When that happens, yeah. Well, not not to mention, like, that. Th- that's definitely not my scene at all. Mm-mm. That's what I was wondering, I, too. I have never been to an EDM, dubstep, techno kind of shit before. I mean, the only techno I would go to is say Daft Punk, but that's just nothing compared to all this other shit. What made you? Um, what made you do that? <clears throat> well, at the gym, I invited a, a coworker of mine, and uh, he brought it up to my attention. Like, yeah, a bunch of other guys from our our job is going with, like, you know, with him. So he invited me, and I'm like, yeah, man, I might think about it, and. Uh, you know, it kind of starts spreading around work and people were saying, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, and uh, he kept on pressing me, not like in a bad way, but he was just, you know, pressuring me like, come on, man, enjoy life, enjoy Texas. You haven't been out, blah, blah, blah. Why don't you just give this night a shot, whatever. And I'm like, fine, fuck it, I'll go. <laughs> and um, his response to that was like, yeah, man, live life. And um, <laughs> that's what it said in his text. It's like, live life, bro. Uh huh. Yes. So um, I was like, okay, someone's excited for me, but all right. Um, but it was just me. Erica did not go with me, and that what's made it a little bit worse. I've been with my wife, even as like a relationship, like boyfriend girlfriend, like for five years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for those five years, it's like we've almost we've done almost everything, gone out for everything. This had to be like the first time I ever went out to a concert, let alone something like this by myself. And it was a little bit nerve wracking. Cause like, you know, like for a sing, like, you know, when we were in college, I was single most of the time or kind of single, but you know, I still did my thing and it just came natural to me. I didn't give a fuck. I would do everything all by myself and go here and there just have a great time. Talk storm, whatever. But now that this, thing where I'm now attached to someone mm-hmm. or bonded with someone is it's so weird to be out of that norm, right, you know? Right, yeah. And um and yeah, I mean I wasn't expecting to see a bunch of girls with bikinis and their ass cheeks sticking out and 
you know, people rolling and uh, <laughs> they had to explain to me what rolling was. Uh-huh. And because um, I saw people with masks and I'm like, why is everyone at the show wearing masks? It's like, oh, so people won't see you grinding your teeth. I'm like, wait, what? It's like, yeah, that's one of the side effects of rolling. I'm like, wait, what? And, you know, like when you're popping Molly, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, we've I, I, we've already talked about this, and we don't have to go into it in detail again. But like, I don't consider being near our age old. I don't consider it old at all. I I actually do not. But I feel like probably around like the twenty seven mark, you just stop getting into certain things, and <laughs> yeah. kind of going back to your relationship, like thought process that's what happens when you get into a relationship and you get into the like 30s area range you know what i mean like this is why i think old people are so angry because i think like they get married and stuff and then like they don't know how to interact with the outside world they're just interacting with that one person forever and then yeah because like i can feel myself getting angry at everyone for no reason, and I believe it's just because I just am with my wife all the time. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, when when you told me that you were going to do this, I there was a lot of like thought process in my head. Like, okay, what's gonna happen here? <laughs> um, yeah. So keep going. Tell her, keep keep your story going. Right. So um, well. <sighs> I don't know if I should really tell this part of the story, but I thought it was really hilarious. And it's like, my wife isn't, I don't want to say she's the jealous type, but when it comes to things like this, she can get a little, because she knows my past. And I've been open about my past with her. Mm -hmm. And so she doesn't like the fact that I'm going by myself. But the fact, I invited her though. I was like, hey, we can make this, let's let's try it together, you know? Let's just both jump into it. Right. And she's like, nah, too much money. Screw it. You go by yourself. I'm like, uh, okay. But when the day came, that's when, like, the whole, like, pissed off wife, girlfriend shit happened. You know, like, they kind of build that shit up. Yeah. And, like, yeah. they, it's like, but you told me to go. Like, why are you playing Jedi mind tricks on me right now? Um, But sure enough, she was kind of pissed off. And even, like, when I left the house, she was a little tense. And I'm just like, you know what? She's upset. But I'm also having a not so good of a time because I just showed up by myself and I'm like seeing all these stupid kids, you know, and I do call them kids because like they do look younger than me. I don't see anyone with a I don't see anyone with a fucking mustache or beard, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Like, (laughs) no, they are. Yes, they they for sure. Even like even the brown kids who should have some facial hair did not have facial hair. And I was just like, oh, my God. But then as the night went on, like, you know, the doors opened. I'm starting to wait for my buddy and I see him like way down in the far line i was like oh crap and then i'm waiting for him and i see a older couple i'm like oh okay like in my head i'm like oh they dropping off their their kid (laughs) yeah (laughs) but no they were they were there dude they were not they were just drinking the night away i was like oh shit and like there there was older people definitely coming in yeah i think it was for them like more of just like they did want that new experience but they also just want a good excuse to get fucked up with like a a good young crowd, I guess. Yeah. I bet you a lot of those couples are swingers, probably. Bro, bro, I had that same thought 
in my mind as I was checking this shit out. Older um, dubstep couple doesn't scream uh, well-adjusted uh, monogamous <laughs> couple to me. It looks like they're looking for their, uh, what do you call those guys? They were looking for like that dude to ha- take care of the wife. Oh, they're looking for like, like a twink or something like that? Like a bull? Do they call him a bull? <laughs> I think that's a bigger dude. Oh, that's a bigger yeah. dude? Oh, shit. That, like a, uh, they're looking they for call? a bottom? I guess. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I don't know the phrase, but it was crazy because I was watching this one couple. Like This dude looked like he was definitely in his 40s, but he was built. Like He had the wrinkled face 40-year-old mm-hmm. guy, but he had that built like you know, fitness body. Yeah. And he was with like, you know, a skinny, like Asian wife. And um that just sounds like a porno already. Yeah. Uh <laughs> oh, he was a cuck. He and, was looking he was a cuckold. He was looking for a dude to bang her. Oh, see, that's the word. Okay, cool. Yeah. So and next thing you know, they're actually talking to like this young dude and like, you know, they're getting into it. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. uh fucking A. Um I did see some older couples like, you know, um, Women on women, women couple, like a lesbian couple. And they were, dude, they were grinding on each other, dude. Like they're like in their late 30s, somewhere in their 30s, and they're just grinding on each other. I'm like, damn, they're, they're just getting drunk. I didn't see anyone pop shit. It's just whatever. Um, the younger crowd, however, I did see some definitely get crazy with the other things besides alcohol. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Ah, man, it was, at first it was kind of nerve-wracking because, yeah, it was just me by myself and then I had to wait for my coworker. And then he was telling me, oh, yeah, this person didn't make it. This person did. This person didn't show up. This one either. I'm like, what the fuck? So it's just me and you? And uh, he straight up told me, like, hey, uh, by the way, I think I might be rolling later. Oh, my God, no. Oh, what the? F- ah, dude, you're going to, like, what? You should have saw this coming, man. I should have saw it coming because he's the kind of guy who would, uh, you know, find himself in like you know like those motherfuckers who go to sedona and like meditate and mm-hmm, stones mm-hmm, and yeah ayahuasca's and all that shit right yeah he's like one of those dudes so of course he would be doing that but uh i was like uh all right cool uh i'll watch you but i'm not gonna do it dude you don't want to uh, watch somebody roll like that's not a fun experience i don't know what that experience is because i'm thinking like all right maybe this guy is not he's not a meth head and we all know, like, that's crazy shit that you don't want to be around. Um, but Molly, I don't know anything about that. So I was just like, whatever. Uh, sure enough, we did find one of our coworkers, but he wasn't even there. Like, no one ever talked to him. We never assumed that he was going to show up. It was just out of the blue that we saw his face. I was like, whoa, what are you doing here? He's like, I like the music. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, can you be a little bit more descriptive? Uh, oh, so-and-so had his birthday today, so I decided to come here afterwards. What? Okay, fuck it. Whatever, man. I'm glad you're here, man. Let's get, let's relax. Um, so afterwards, that happened. And then, sure enough, we saw another coworker. And we were just like, what the hell? Like, We're all like surprised with each other that we didn't know that we all liked that music. Technically, I was introduced to that music a few days before. Yeah, so. Yeah. The headliner was Rez, and my other coworker, she showed me Rez, and I was like, all right, this stuff's pretty dope. I kind of like it. And then my other coworker who invited me to the entire concert, he's like, oh, yeah, Rusko, he's really dope too. Check him out, blah, blah, blah. And I checked him out pretty good. But these guys have been in that type of music can you, for like over I'm not years. Trying to, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but can you in some way audibly with your mouth 
provides what it sounded like there where you were. <laughs> uh uh, hold on. <clears throat> Let me get my beatbox going. Oh. Uh, no, I can't fuck that shit. No, I can't. <laughs> See, that's why those motherfuckers uh, roll because that shit is not. You're not. Uh, I don't know. You're not slam dancing to that shit or whatever they do there. Yeah, definitely a lot of heavy bass though. Like right, right, and right, like yeah. out. Okay, you know what? Let me be more scientific. A lot of low frequencies, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sawtooth waves, triangle waves, fucking square waves. No, not ma- not that many square <laughs> waves, all right? Let's talk about triangle and sawtooth, all right? right that's right. And uh, if you in the audio field know what I'm talking about, that's kind of what it is, man. That's how I feel. Right. Um, but, uh, there, yeah, there's a, there's a few girls there, man. Like, I bumped into some here and there, and it's like, but I wasn't purposely doing that right i wasn't purposely trying to hit on them it's just like you know they would talk to me for a little bit and i could see like you know exactly what this conversation might turn Mm -hmm, out to be mm -hmm. yeah and i just avoided it like uh there was one scenario like i'm with the i'm dancing in this group by the way i i definitely had to have alcohol in order for this whole thing to happen because uh there's no way in hell i'll dance that to that shit exactly what i told my wife i go he's going to need some sort of um some sort of massive number of drinks in order to make himself feel comfortable in this place. Yes, that is why I pre-gamed a little bit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I'm not stupid. I know freaking venue drinks are going to be mad oh, expensive. Yeah, 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 definitely. Mad expensive. Like for example, uh, you know what a bottle of a bottle of Bud Light is oh, over there? It's like probably eleven bucks, right? Close. It's actually eight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yes. But that's just a small, yeah, a okay? small bottle. And, like, and usually tall cans are around eleven or twelve. Yeah, definitely. And uh, but surprisingly, it wasn't that big of a difference with Coke and rum. Coke and rum's just nine bucks. I was like, oh, oh all right, dollar extra. All right, don't know the math on that shit, but hey, oh, that's whatever. Extremely marked up. I mean, you're only getting like a. I mean, you're getting a, like a single. Like I don't know, really know. Like I couldn't really tell you what the volume would be, but. I yeah, it was definitely a single. They asked me single or double. I'm like, nah, just give me single. Yeah, you're yeah, not getting I'm much fine. for that. Yeah, so I pre-gamed a little bit, um, cause yeah, I was just still nervous and like even my buddy like, he's all about the spiritual side of things. Like, I no disrespect to that those type of that lifestyle, but he knew off the bat. Hey, hey, man, you okay? You, you mad? What's going on? Like, well, I'll tell you straight up. Never been to this shit. Nervous. He's like, well, I got, I got some stuff if you want to, you know, do it with me. I'm like, no, no, man. I told you once. I'm telling you again, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't want that. Yeah. I'm especially if you're not in, you know, this your first time. Yeah, now. you don't want to do that your first time. But I'm guessing, like, I don't really know people. Too many people that take Molly when they're chilling on the couch. They they usually right. do it at shows like this. So I'm guessing it probably lends itself to the experience. But you want to do it with friends, not with like random people like even if they are co-workers like you want to have good secure friends there exactly but that's what he was telling me about it so he was actually because i was curious and i wanted to know how it felt and um damn he actually had a good analogy for me and i thought it was funny as hell but i was drunk so i, I forgot but what he said was um it intensifies the senses and it feels good when they're t- when you feel when you feel touched 
And that's what he was explaining to me. That's why some of these girls are always in bathing suits and what have you, because mm -hmm. they're probably rolling and they just want to be touched and like in those ways and blah blah blah. I'm like, um, okay, but I'm not gonna be doing that. Yeah. Um, because I am a good husband. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know that 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 lends me to think though too. Like, what type of person goes to these types of shows? And I'm not. I'm not trying to judge. Like, I'm not. I, you know, I've, I've thrown a lot of accusations at the type of people that would go to these shows, but in all fairness and all realness, I don't know what type of person you have to be to go to these type of shows because I know me, like I'm no square. Like I fucking, I've done some things in my day and you know, I've done some illicit and illegal things and, uh, you know, chemicals and whatnot, but, mm -hmm. um, I'm not, I'm just not one for parties. I'm not one for being around thousands of people. Like, Never been my, never been my scene, but like, I gotta feel like you have to be like the best type of extrovert to like go to these type of things, and right, I, it's actually um not so true from my experience. Okay. Uh -huh. Um, well, see, that's the thing. I was really stupid too, dude. I decided to go on Google and say what to wear for a fucking oh no, EDM no, show. <laughs> no, oh please, no. Because, like, okay, man, I've been to a shit ton of shows. I've been to reggae. I've been to a fucking alternative, punk rock, ska, you know, hip-hop, rap, b-boy, all that shit, bro. And I just never stepped into the electronic field, you know? So I didn't know what the fuck to expect. And so <laughs> I I just looked up a stupid little article, Bright Colors. I'm like, Bright Colors? I, bro, I, okay. I just typed it in myself. I see, I see a lot of our... Uh what our logo cover is going to be today in this episode. Nice. Okay. And so it was, yeah, bright color. So I was like, okay, I got a, I got a turquoise V-neck shirt with some tan or beige shorts. Easy, right? Mm -hmm. And sure enough, that was on point. I saw three motherfuckers with a turquoise shirt. I was like, sick. All right. I'm in. It's good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but there were some like people, bro, I saw a motherfucker with, you know, like, I think you call them juggalos mm. or jugalos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the goth kids with the baggy-ass pants and the shit ton of pockets. No, no, the no. Ju um, juggalos are like, they wear, like, clown makeup and shit. Okay, but they still have those baggy-ass gothic jeans. <laughs> yeah. You know uh -huh. what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, so it was like a goth kid with black shirt with those big-ass goth baggy jeans and... He was there, and then I saw a bunch of kids, like, you know, there was someone with a Misfits t-shirt and tight jeans, like a punk rock show. I'm like, okay, you're definitely not in this scene, or wh why the hell are you wearing a Misfits? Do you even know what Misfits is? You look like well, you're fucking 12. I think wearing Misfits clothing is supposed to be, like, it's kind of ironic to wear those things now. Do you know what I mean? Like, people yeah. wear those things to, like, I don't know. Concerts Just the style because of a like, skull and shit? Yeah. Just the name? Yeah, it's, it's, it's trendy. Yeah, I guess. But, okay, so there was that. There was, like, you know, a few people dressed in black, and they were more focused. They were actually by themselves. That's one thing I noticed is that they were by themselves. They there One person was specifically there just to dance, and I'm pretty sure she was tripping because um, I was standing next to her in line, and she was by herself, and all of a sudden, when I, I noticed her inside, she changed her fucking clothes to all black. I'm like, what the fuck? And um, she put on the mask and then started tripping and started dancing all by herself. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, good for you. Have fun. 
um, there's another dude who looked like he was like a goth kid or something, and he was just chilling by himself. And I noticed a lot of, you know, like the extroverts like you were talking about, they were more in groups. Interesting. Like, it was very interesting. And, um, yeah, they were also like in bathing suits and shit like that. They were in a crew, like, they had their own things. Yeah, some people bring in hula hoops. You had like LED, like ropes. And they were like people with um, these LED gloves with like the fingertips, mm-hmm. like changing different colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, imagine that. And I, yeah, and uh, yeah, you got the freaking swingers couple out there too. You got the middle, middle aged people. Uh, it was surprisingly crazy on the different diverse types of people for that one show right um yeah you had your yeah i was uh i felt like i could just blend in you know and it's like i wasn't standing out as much as i thought i was gonna stand out okay um, all right cool yeah and you know for the experience i i enjoyed myself i made sure i did like i had a few drinks i danced around a bunch of other people it kind of felt like a little bit of um mosh pit ish kind uh-huh, of thing but uh-huh, yeah my buddy he was telling me like yeah man everyone's here because we all like the music but we're all friendly blah 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 just feel free to talk to someone you know <laughs> just ask someone if they might have something in their vape and just smoke something yeah, and i'm yeah. like they're, they're that's the one thing i will give give people that go to those shows i know that they're like very they're most of them are very open with each other so yeah that's one thing i noticed too is like damn you can just talk to a random person and your guys are good to go it's like that's one thing too like um there was a a couple girls i was dancing next to and i had no idea why they had fans like there was a a few hand a good handful of women who had huge ass like uh foldable fans Mm -hmm. and they were like waving at each other and i can understand it was getting fucking hot and this guy right next to me I was, they were kind of talking to me a little bit and I was just kind of blowing it off. Like, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah. Like the guy next to me, he just straight up started talking to me like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. So is this what the fans for? It's my first time here. And they fucking flocked to him and like, they were trying to hit him up. And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> I'm just going to walk away from this shit <laughs> yeah, now. I'm like, yeah. I feel like I'm just the fucking third wheel. What the hell? Yeah, yeah, I got you. And, uh, but they were telling me, yeah, like with the whole the way it's packed is like it gets so hot, even with the AC blasting, dude. Like you have to have these fans, mm-hmm. and that's why all these girls are fanning each other off. And um, I think Molly makes you sweat too. It makes you hot. Yeah, I can see that too. Because so, I always hear people uh, talking about Molly makes them sweat or makes you makes you overheat and shit. So I'm sure that's probably part of it too. I think that's just any drug or something. Yeah. Well, so uh, how long did you stay there for? Like, how long was the whole thing? Jesus Christ. See, that's the thing that pissed me off the most, I think. So my buddy said, oh, yeah, doors open at 730. Cool. He said he was going to be there at 7. Cool. I show up at 7. He's running late. Um, and then all of a sudden, it's 730, and the doors are still closed. We waited outside for, like, a good hour and a half until, like, 830 to 9 o'clock. And um, I was like, fuck, dude, why the hell am I early by myself? Right, yeah. And I'm like, that's just kind of weird. Um, so after that, the first first guy, I think, started around 10 o'clock, I want to say. Then Rusko was second, and he was out, I want to say, like, close to 1130. 
and then Rez, like the lead act, shit, didn't finish up until fucking two a.m. or something. Shit. It was, but again, I was drunk. The I was drunk most of the time, okay, so yeah. I was definitely just having my fun. I mean, I like I liked Rusco and Rez because I actually knew those artists before I went mm-hmm, into the show. Yeah, the first guy I didn't know jack shit, and I was just like, eh, whatever. Um, and then after that, traffic was kind of hard getting out of the parking oh, lot, sure. so we decided to just chill in the parking lot, and there people were partying up in the parking lot. They had their cars turned on with the music blasting and people all in different circles and just like dancing around and shit. And I'm just like, whoa, okay. And then everyone's trying to figure out where the after party is. And I'm just like, oh man, I don't think I can do that, man. Because, uh, yeah, I'm married. <laughs> I actually told that to my coworker. He's like, oh shit, you're married? And like he, I, I don't know what was going on in his head, but he was like gazing at my hand. <laughs> Like, looking for a fucking ring. Like, you could just imagine, like, just a guy waving his head around, like, in a fucking, like, a snake or serpent kind of thing going on. He's like, but where is it? Like, are you really married? And, like, he's literally trying to look for a fucking ring on my hand. <laughs> I'm like, well, bro, I lost it, okay? Just just trust me, I'm fucking married, all right? Ah, <laughs> uh, dude, it was, uh, yeah. I mean... That's that's just the lifestyle, I guess. I mean, it was fun for the first time experience. I'm down to try things for the first time. Yeah. Um, I wish, you know, my wife would have came with me. I think it would have been more fun. Hey, maybe we could have probably could, probably got pulled off by that uh swingers couple. Who knows, man? <laughs> <laughs> we could have rolled together. You'd never know, man. The possibilities could be endless. So uh out of ten, <laughs> how was CJ's experience at the dubstep show? With the help of alcohol. Uh-huh. Okay. I yeah. want to say featuring alcohol. It was a good Huh? I said featuring alcohol, yes. CJ's experience featuring alcohol. I want to give him a good eight eight I uh, say eight. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, you know, because I made it very important to myself that I will have a good time. I'm not gonna be that's here good. sitting in a sitting in a goddamn corner like a fucking loser. <laughs> Like, I'm just going to get out there and pretend I'm back in college, damn yeah, it. Yeah, live and just life. just fucking let loose. Live life. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> All right, cool. Would you ever go back to one? Uh, fuck no. Uh, oh, okay. Damn. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, By myself, I don't know. I mean, uh, the feeling was different. I mean, like I said, after five years... Uh-huh. Uh, for being uh, domesticated, I don't know what you want to call it. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Compared to you know going with your partner, it might be something else. But I don't know. I mean, because she flat out told me that's not her stuff, and she's not going to be open to it. I can understand that. So if I did bring her to the second time, it may not be as exciting as I did the first time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether I would have to get her shit face drunk in order for her to have a good time. And that would take a lot of alcohol. Uh, so much alcohol, I might be broke. <laughs> I, I got it. I got you. But, I mean, I probably would go again with some coworkers. Just, yeah, I need alcohol. Okay. I'm not, uh, not going to do any other drugs. Okay. Oh, that's another thing, too. 
Because I think you might know this, but if I drink just a little bit too much, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do tend to smoke cigarettes. Yes, I, I actually am the same way. Yeah, and so, um, <laughs> yeah, I try to, yeah, I kept that a little bit of a secret to her. But, hey, if she listens to the podcast, she'll know. And, oh, God, I didn't show up until, like, 3.30 in the morning, and uh, it was too early to take a shower because everyone's asleep in the house. And I didn't want to get the mattress dirty, so I slept on the floor. I slept on the floor by the bed <laughs> and uh, woke up about five hours later just so I can take a shower so I can sleep on a bed. I don't know if this, if it's this way with you. I, that, that brings up a, a thought to me. Um, mm. Guys do that a lot. I've heard that. Like, if you come home and you're, you weren't with your wife, like, You'll like lay on the couch or sleep on the floor or something. But mm-hmm. I know for a fact if my wife came home and she and I wasn't with her, she would plop down on the bed, she would make a bunch of noise, and then when I'm sleeping, she would be like, Hey, hey. <laughs> like what the fuck? Like how come we gotta sleep <laughs> on the floor and they got they can just jump on the bed and just make a bunch of noise? Oh man, because women rule the world. Whatever. That's I don't know. Whatever. It's like because think about it, man. Like if that was ah oh, man, I, women have power, dude. <laughs> if you think about it, in our situations, women have power. Uh-huh. They can fuck up our day, or they can just make our day better. It it just depends. Like as long as they have their stuff, you know, it'll be fine. But if we did that, that's just gonna cause controversy. Like you know. Say if I did lay on that bed, my wife would just kick my ass off and be like, no, you're fucking stinky. You're going to make this sheet smell like cigarettes or blah, blah, blah. No, we're fighting I'm if like, that happens. No way. Exactly. Exactly. You're going to make it worse. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Rather you just have to choose your battles, bite the bullet, and just be like, fuck it. I can chill for a fucking few hours. I don't give a shit. Oh, man, I might make my wife go sleep on the couch if that happens. <laughs> like, bro, when you pay for some sheets, bro, you can you can tell me to go because... <laughs> yep but that was my adventure at an edm show but you know overall i was glad that it was res from my first experience because res is kind of up there mm-hmm. on the charts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and um everyone has high praise the whole place was sold out dude like completely sold out um definitely great show she actually showed us one of her re- unreleased tracks that she's working on mm-hmm. Which, I, I don't know, man. Nowadays, I kind of find bullshit on that when an artist says, you know, I love you guys so much, I'm going to show you a new song. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't buy that either. You, you're going to show you're gonna show your brand new song to uh, people in Texas? Yeah, and it's like, she's saying, yeah, you got your ambiance and your energy is so fucking amazing. Uh, I want to play that. I bet you she's going to play that same song somewhere oh, else. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It's like, come on, bro. Yeah, so, yeah, I agree. Overall, great, 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 can't even talk right now. Great experience. I enjoyed it. All right. Yeah. Cool. And on that note, let's go to our commercial or whatever. Brought to you by Anchor. And we're back. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. So um <laughs> I have I was uh I 
I think I've told you, I think I spoke about it on the podcast last time, but um, I listen to podcasts when I deliver stuff. So we just recently found out, all of us together, found out that I deliver Uber Eats as a side side job, right? Yes. And when I do this, I we me and my wife, we usually go together and we usually listen to podcasts and they're of the true crime variety. So nine... 99% of the time, someone ends up dead at the end of these things. That's usually how these things go. Yep. Um, and so I listened, we listened to a new one called uh, Broken Hearts. Pretty short. Um, the fir- is that a podcast too? It is, yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, it, was, it was pretty short, and the first five episodes were the good ones. It was like the meat and potatoes of the whole thing. And then the last couple ones were like, I was just reiterating a bunch of bullshit again. But mm-hmm. uh, the story is about a lesbian couple who adopt six black children. And it's not really a spoiler alert. I won't say it's a spoiler alert because they just say it in the beginning of the episode. But uh, they drive their car off a cliff with the kids inside and everyone dies. Damn, dude. Yeah. What with with the lesbian couple in them, like in yeah, the car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lesbian couple was in there. The kids were in there. Uh, they didn't. They couldn't find one of the kids, but they still suspect that he was in the car. Hmm. That. Ah, oh, man. Without any backstory, like, cause I already assume it's gonna be the same shit. Oh, we just we knew them for a long time. They were great people, yeah. you know. Everyone loved them. Yeah. Like that's, I'm just expecting that kind of shit, and I'm just like, really? And that like, but it, like, it's funny that you say that because that's exactly how it was. Like, uh, <laughs> and to make it to make it like ten times, like, as soon as I said a lesbian couple that uh, adopted six black kids, you kind of, I feel like most people kind of already paint a picture of what they think these people are like, right? Mm-hmm. And it's exactly stereotypically what you would think in your brain. Like they're vegan. Uh, they go to like <laughs> hippie festivals. One of the kids wears a free hugs sign around his neck all the time. Oh, geez. Uh, like everything. And well, like fucked up, but like you hear in the middle of the show, like they were beating all the kids. Like, one of the moms was like posting on Facebook all the time, like that they were like this perfect family the whole time. And they, you find out like they were like starving the kids. They were like beating the kids. Um, and yeah. And so. Damn dude. So why the fuck would they want to like, like, yeah. Why would they want to adopt in the first place? They just want a punching bag. I don't know. Part of me, like part of me always goes to the worst thought. And I think when you have that mm-hmm. many kids, I'm like, Oh, taxes. Duh. Oh yeah, you're right. And because they're adopted and it, they're minority, yeah, they get that helps with that. Yeah, like the one of the ladies at the end of the show was saying, like they probably get like upwards of almost a hundred thousand dollars a year in like tax benefits. One because obviously they get money for each kid, and then yeah. uh they get the adoption. Like they get, I guess they get adoption benefits, and then um some of the kids supposedly were like not all the way there 
or like oh man yeah so like disabled yeah, yeah but it didn't sound like it from the stories a lot of people were telling but um yeah and so uh it's a really fucked up story it's a really sad uh yeah. and uh yeah i don't know i just i just had to throw that out there yeah you know what the thing is that when you uh told me about the last podcast right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah um I listened to that episode you mentioned to me. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I really hated my curiosity at that point mm-hmm. because I did go to their website to look at that photo of the missing person that he was holding ransom for oh, the money for. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Isaac, I think this was Isaac Keys yeah, or some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is- Israel yeah, Keys. Israel Keys. And I looked at the picture and I was just like, oh, shit, okay. Yeah, she looks kind of uh, worrisome or whatever. And, then the lady tells me on the podcast, but she's dead. Yeah, bro. She's dead. And I'm like, what? I'm looking into a dead person's face right yeah. now? What the fuck, dude? And not only that, the dude sewed her eyelids open. Yeah. And I'm just looking at this picture, and I'm like, God, I'm looking at a dead person. What the what the hell's wrong with me right now? And on top of this, dude, I was getting ready to go to work in the morning. And I'm just like feeling very like <laughs> vulnerable in the morning yeah. and i'm like this is this is not the type of morning podcast i want to listen yeah, to we'll try delivering in the hood at 12 12 a.m you'll feel a little more like dude that. Th- if that was the case like okay it's not it's in the night all right so i can bear with that than getting ready for starting my day you know i don't know and man like it's tough sometimes like i feel like you would have your hand on your gun the entire time uh, yeah <laughs> and like not just that one, but there's also another one we started listening to. Crystal found it randomly. I just had a little blue. And they told two stories. All the stories, by the way, are super sad. And I'm not, I don't, I'm not like one of these people who like, it sounds stupid, but like catches a feeling off of certain shows. Like I just listen to it. I let it entertain me. I think it's like, I think true crime is interesting. Like the way that uh, the system is utilized and how they find people and, uh, the white white people do certain things, but then there's this one. This lady, literally, it's like every each episode is like probably thirty minutes long. Um, and she just tells from beginning to end. Here's the person. Here's what happened to them. Here's why it happened to them. This is the aftermath of all of that stuff. And we listened to two of them. One of them made me feel so sad, like so empty inside that, like I was like. All right, let's just go home and just let's just sleep because like it was it was actually the saddest thing I ever heard of. Like I was like, OK, yeah, let's just go. Ah, uh, shit. Do I even want to ask right now? Uh, uh. I mean, it, I, I'll, I'll tell it in a shitty way because, you know, obviously I'm just skimming through the whole thing. But like, yeah, go for it. But for like, it, anyways, I can tell you the name afterwards. But like basically this this girl. uh I guess she's of Middle Eastern descent. They didn't really say exactly what they were, I don't think, but um, Middle Eastern descent. Um, they she grew, is growing up in like a really strict family, a religious family. Um, the the uh, other kids are were married off. She has two sisters. They were married off in arranged marriages. Um, and so 
this girl is like they're basically her parents are telling her like you're gonna get arranged marriage she doesn't want to she's going out with some guy from her school um and this is like actually a couple decades ago this is not like super current um okay and so they're telling her like yeah you're gonna get arranged marriage and this and that um but she's you know a good student she works for the the family uh but you know she doesn't see you know her life the way her parents do um so you know she goes out with this guy she's going out with him repeatedly the parents find out um so this ends up becoming like a stressful point for them um and they argue like all the time like they're arguing daily and all this stuff um they end up like i guess they end up hitting her and stuff uh people at her school see bruises and it becomes a like you know point of like the school is kind of like trying to figure out what's going on um <clears throat> they they at a certain point like end up hitting her so much and abusing her so much that she tells the guy like hey maybe we should just break up like we shouldn't uh see each other anymore and so uh they end up still seeing each other for whatever reason you know how that goes when you're young um yeah and then at a certain point she's like 16 i think and she's gonna be 17 which in whatever state she's in is like that's like the legal age i guess whatever state so technically she could kind of like leave home um so at a certain point she is like you know screw it i'm gonna leave i'm not gonna do that anymore um but before that because she figures she's gonna leave she quits the job that her family gave her and she starts working at like a Wendy's or something like that to save up money. Um, well, then that pisses her parents off more. Her sisters are talking shit to her. They're like, you know, like, why are you disrespecting mom and dad? You need to do this and do that. Like, you're being really ungrateful. Um, anyways, one day she she's walking home with her boyfriend. She's like, and he was like, you know, uh, should I wait for you? Because... I guess the parents had just fa- figured out that she got this job. Um, and she's like, you know, you can wait because I'm guessing that they'll probably kick me out of the house since they know I have a job and all this stuff. Um, so I guess he waits for her. She goes to the thing. Uh, the parents are waiting for her at the house. And uh, the sisters are talking shit to her. Like, you know, you've disobeyed mom and dad for too long, so you deserve whatever comes to you. The mom is like... You know, we can't really help you now. And the dad's like, are you ready to die? And she's like, kind of like, what? And stabs her like 17 times. Holy shit. Yeah. And the only reason we know this is the case, and, and I'll, I'll tell you in a little bit, but uh, the dad calls 911. He says the daughter attacked him, all this stuff. Uh, they launch into an, a whole investigation about the situation. Well, Little, you know, we come to find out that the dad was actually being investigated by the FBI for <laughs> connection to the terrorist group. And mm. so prior, a couple weeks prior, they actually bugged the entire house. So the FBI has full audio recording of the entire situation happening. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, and so, like... They basically run through the transcript of what happened, and it's just like the saddest shit. Basically, like he he asked her, "Are you ready to die?" And before she can even really answer, he stabs her the first time, 
she's screaming out for her mom to help and her mom's like, you know, you should have listened to us and blah, blah, blah. Uh, are you ready to listen? And she says she, she is, but her dad just keeps stabbing her and all this stuff. Like it kind of like the way the lady reads it, it gives you a real sinking feeling. Cause the, uh, also the narrator has zero emotion about the whole situation. Um, and so, yeah. And basically, uh, the FBI pulls all their audio recordings. They give it to, you know, prosecutors to use and it's just a whole thing but that one particular story like made me feel like damn this is really fucked up yeah that i mean that's re. let's be honest that is reality bro like shit like that is happening like to this day um i had my cousin she uh She's she's had some similar experiences. Not I mean she's not dead mm-hmm. or anything like that, but I mean like she was married to a guy who was very strict on certain things and like you know would try to you know get his way physically just so she would obey kind of shit and it's like or even like uh other people that I know, you know, like they've been married to some abusive guy and the next thing you know, you know, an uncle or brother would have to come in and beat the shit out of that guy and then take that uh, loved one with them and then start a new life because there's fuckers like that out there. Mm. I don't know why, but I don't know what goes in their mindset, but that's, that's fucked up. Yeah. But, uh, so, so I just looked it up right now. Her name is Tina Issa, but, uh, yeah, dude, I listened to it and I was like, I still delivered that night, but I was really like, (laughs) uh, like, I don't know if I want to do this. Like, do you think, do you think you, uh, torture yourself a little bit, like at night listening to these like very dark and morbid things? It's so funny that you say that because I thought that too. I was thinking about that. Uh, actually I thought about it that night. I was like, why is it that this is what I choose to listen to? Like when I drive around, like, (laughs) like my whole thing is I, I can, I've consumed so much music in like the last you know, couple decades of my life that like when I'm driving around, I just don't really like to listen to music. Like I only like to listen to music when I'm doing specific activities now. So like when I work out, when I'm hanging out with like friends and family, um, or, you know, the only time I listen to something new is like when I, when a new album comes out, I'll listen to it the first time and kind of, that'll be it. Uh, but mm-hmm. I like, I just like talk. I like talk radio and podcasts and stuff which is one of the reasons why we have one but um yeah yeah i was i thought about that i was like why this why did would i choose to do this to myself at this hour of the day and uh yeah i don't know i don't know mm-hmm. i i think i think uh people like to teeter on the edge of like what's out there in the world you know what i mean like yeah. i think people most people they they their life is really safe so that they just kind of uh when they listen to things like this they get to be put in a position where they normally would never be able to be you know what i mean yeah definitely and so it gets them i can see that as close as possible to the un uncomfortable part of life um and i think that's why people like horror movies too you know what i mean and i'm not talking mm-hmm. like Friday the 13th and this and that but i'm talking about like 
the ones that people make nowadays, because more a lot of the horror movies that come out nowadays are like um, they're based on things that could actually happen in real life and not just like B-rated movie type things. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, so like, even even the supernatural stuff, like paranormal activity, like people believe in the paranormal, so that's close to reality. Yeah. Um. Have you seen La Yarona? No, yet? I haven't. But people told me it's pretty good. Did you see it? I have not yet. Okay. I'm I'm still iffy on horror films, but I'm just like, when it comes to demons, that that definitely kind of hits me close to home because I do believe in demons. Because I mean, if you believe in angels, you believe in demons, right, bro. Right, right, and, uh, and <laughs> one I one one Halloween, um, I was watching a scary movie with with a friend, and then I guess everyone just decided that they were gonna party, and so he just like leaves because he's like, I'm gonna take a shower, get dressed, blah blah blah. So I'm watching this horror movie by myself. Um, I was going to go out with them too, but I was ready. Crystal was going to go out too, but she was getting ready. So I'm watching this movie by myself. It was, um, the house that October built. And basically it's like the same thing that all new movies are. It's live camera. You know what I mean? Um, and all these, these basically group of people go to different, uh, haunted houses and it's like the uh, haunted houses where they can scream in your face and stuff, you know, like 13th floor. Yeah. Um, well, they're going to different ones and trying to get scared. And one of the guys is like really into getting scared. And he's like, you know, I want something authentic. Like I want something where like it feels like we're about to die, you know. Um, and then so some guy like gives him like he's like, oh, we'll go here and say this and this password, blah, blah, blah. And you'll, you know, like you'll get the the experience you're looking for um so he ends up messing around too much and they like basically kill him uh but you know they end up going to this place i forget how they get to where he they tell him to go um turns out that he talked he spoke to the wrong people and it's basically people who are trying to like have their own fun so they go to this haunted house in the middle of nowhere they go through it and they see people that were following them the whole time. Uh, they see like dark images and all this stuff. And mean, meanwhile, while I'm watching it, I'm actually, I don't get scared by horror movies, but this one's kind of freaking me the fuck out. And I'm by myself and I don't know why I sat in the dark with the lights off, but I, I was in the dark and mm. I watched it. And at the end of the movie, they all get buried alive. Oh, fuck man. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think I think I have something wrong with me, probably. But I mean, knowing that that stuff does happen, it's good to be aware. I mean, you don't want to be someone who's completely like in bliss of uh, their ignorance of what's not happening. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's good to be aware. Like, hey, don't talk to strangers because motherfucker, I saw Hostel One and Two. Yeah. Fuck that shit. And, like, I saw that one creepy-ass hotel room and, like, people have these VHS tapes of recent murders. Fuck all that. No. I, that stuff that definitely gets to me, too. And that's one thing that kind of keeps me away from uh, branching out. Because, like, I see, like, all these damn YouTubers and, like, influencers and shit. Like, they want to try out and meet new people and stuff like that. Yeah, good luck, dude. Like, if... Nah, that can't happen every fucking time. Because... <laughs> Like, even in, um, recently this happened in Hawaii, and I felt really bad for this girl. This kind of hit me a little bit, because in Japan, 
it's very safe there. Like the crime rate is super mm. low. And to some people in Japan, they think Hawaii is just an extension. Like it's not even foreign to some right, of them for some reason. Right, I got you. Uh-huh. And um, this one girl from Japan, she decided to go on a trip by herself to Hawaii. And she met a couple. They seemed to be okay. And then for some reason, they uh, basically uh, got to her hotel room, which happened to be in um, a location I actually used to work at. And once they had access to her room, they just rushed her in the room, locked the door, and basically had their way with her sexually and also like physical abuse. And um, again, she was by herself. She had no friends. She was just going for the experience in Hawaii thinking it was safe. When in reality, it's, Hawaii is not safe. Right. Uh, it's not it's not Japan, dude. The crime rate is still high over there. It's still kind of shitty, and you got to be careful with that shit. But I felt so bad for her with the fact that she was assuming that all the world is bliss and there's paradise mm-hmm. on Earth. Nah, man. And uh, that shit really got to me. Like, you know how you were reading that story earlier about the girl? And it's like, ah, oh, man, I just felt so bad for that lady. And just, like, the fact that something like that isn't truly addressed to the Japanese tourists where they should know no matter where you go outside your country, it's not as safe. Right, right, yeah. And you have to be careful. You can't just be like, you know, all happy the whole fucking time. You gotta be careful. Yeah, for um, sure. That's, and that's why like I'm careful on should I do like, even when I go to a different country for the first time, I get kind of nervous. And it's like, you know, it's like, my anxiety kind of kicks in a little bit mm-hmm. more, but I have my I have my fist clenched just in case if some motherfucker tries to go sideways with me. I don't know why, but it's just I don't have a rock, I don't have a knife. Mm-hmm. I'm in a different world, in a different uh, land with a different language, and I'm gonna try my best to be safe. Yeah. That's why I try not to get as drunk unless I know I'm with like a good group of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. That's why you don't roll when you're by yourself. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I, I was not looking forward to that. I was like, you know what? It's kind of like, you know, you're smoking a joint for the first mm-hmm. time. I'd rather do it in a nice, comfortable way yeah. with some friends yeah. rather than with some random guys, and now I'm going to start panicking, you know? For sure. And, yeah, man. But uh, what, listening too much of that could affect you a little bit and your outlook in life in general. Um, I believe I was kind of in that kind of dump in a long time for a while myself, and... You know, it's hard to get out of that. It's like, you know, you know in the back of your head, like, there's some dark, crazy shit happening in this world. It also affects you from enjoying the good shit that does happen in this oh, world. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I, I know that. Like, th- like, like you asked me how it affected me, and I totally get that. Like, it's, uh, I think, I think the things that go towards you, like, um, how do I say it? Like, it's not, it's, it's. They talk about it a lot in self-help and stuff like that, but, like, they talk about basically every single person has a frequency or, like, energy that they bring with them, and mm-hmm. everything that you come in contact with or that you consume, it will change your frequency uh, for good or bad, just depending on how you bring that in, into yourself. And and I agree. I don't think it's positive stuff to be listening to, and I don't think it'll enrich my life in any way at the end of the day. Um, and it's so funny that... I was telling, and I can I can catch myself. I was telling Crystal. There's another podcast I was listening to. It's about sports, uh, but 
it's run by a comedian and it's completely like he's the type of comedian that does not he doesn't want censorship there or anything like that so he's like going against it completely like he's telling jokes that are super offensive to some people um (laughs) and i've been listening to it for so long that i'll say certain things and they won't be so pc uh and then i'll catch myself doing that and i understand that i'm being influenced by what i'm listening to and so it's the same thing with the the murder and all that stuff i understand that like in no way shape or form is it being a positive impact on my life and yeah it's probably uh darkening some parts of my life but um i don't know i enjoy it still and i'm not a completely shitty person so that's kind of that's kind of <laughs> how i'm handling it right now you just don't want to be that guy who has like such great charisma that everyone thinks that you can trust you cuz I've listened to a few of those episodes, man, of that podcast, man. Everyone has the same fucking thing. Great charisma. No one expects that shit. He's such a nice yeah. guy. Nah, fuck yeah. that. Be a little dirty. Be be kind of an asshole, yeah. man, and you're good. You're good. Don't be a... Fuck all that. That's, that's another reason why it's kind of hard for me to open up to people with that kind of energy. Because they just might be a serial killer. I just haven't found out about yet. Yeah, for sure. Like... <laughs> they're hanging out at dubstep shows just waiting for you i know man they're just rolling grinding their teeth looking for the next victim i don't know uh ah we're at our uh, one hour yeah nice i think that was pretty good talk yeah it was a lot <laughs> it was yeah <laughs> but insightful at the same yeah, time exactly now people know what to do when it comes to going to those electronic shows, and now people know what to do when they watch those criminal podcasts. Yeah, don't get murdered. Yes, and watch out for people with great charisma. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, take a few boxing or kickboxing classes. Learn to defend yeah, yourself. Buy some mace. And bite motherfucker. Like, go savage if someone tries to do that shit to you, bro. Like... If you got to do what you got to do to survive, do it. Like, I mean, if someone's, like, threatening to, like, abduct me and shit, fuck that. I'll go ape shit. I'll bite your ear off. I'll go, of like, Evander Holyfield and Mike Tyson on you. Fuck I also, it. I also told two stories where the parents murdered their children, so I feel like I'm telling kids to not listen to their parents. Uh, yeah. You know what? Yeah. Don't listen to your parents. Don't do it. But then they're going to kill them. That's true. Actually, listen to your parents. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't have the great charisma. Uh, I won't kill you. Exactly. Neither do I. I'm just an asshole, and I'm open about it. <laughs> I'm just an asshole, and I'm open about it. <laughs> Put that on T-shirt. There you go. And on that note, we'll see you next Bye. time, guys. Bye.